I was talking about it, something kind of interesting, samurai, you know, techniques and stuff. So it's cool. We don't have to get into this movie or whatever, I guess. So we are here to We're, talk we about We have to start all over again because you won't shut up. <laughs> no, I thought this was a good intro. Don't talk. Oh my don't God. Don't talk about you guys. Don't you talk. guys act. You guys are like the freaking couple in this movie. Yeah, we are. Call me, ba- call me Bloom, William. A- Adam's the one that gets raped. Oh, <laughs> uh, spoiler alert! Yeah, spoiler. Alert. How is it a spoiler, spoiler alert? If anybody, if anybody has listened to this podcast, <laughs> yeah, that's William true. curates. <laughs> William curates the movie picks, and ninety-eight per ninety-nine percent of them are Italian, and they involve somebody getting raped. So this one's not Italian, dude. Talking were they not in Italy? Where were they? Oh yeah, they were. <laughs> what the fuck are you That's talking true. about? Well, it's not an Italian production. No, this is a Jewish movie. Yeah, Jewish people rape too. That's the point. That's the thesis of this movie. Yeah, so the movie not, is not uh, 1973, Bloom in Love, directed by Paul Mazursky, written by Paul Mazursky, starring George Siegel, Susan, and Spotch. Ann Spock. I don't know how to say her name. Susan, Susan Ann Spock. B. Anthony. Chris Christopherson and uh, Marsha Mason. Chris Christopherson. Marsha Mason's the mom from Drop Dead Fred. That's where I first saw her. You know, Drop Dead Who Fred, I've always wanted to see. Even when I was a little kid, I was like, damn, that movie looks cool. And I just, I don't know, it felt like too edgy or something when I was the right, when I was like, when it first came out or something like that. So I like missed it. And then I just like, it is edgy. It. And I, yeah, I was like, this is too edgy for me right now. I need to grow up a little bit. <laughs> well, it's a great movie and you're an idiot for never watching I'm it. I'm just saying. I, of it. I, it's a, I, uh, no, I need it's to a, grow up a little bit so I can't of... watch Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the most regarded <laughs> movies ever made. I'm still it's trying like... to grow up enough. Well, you missed your window because when you're a kid, it's incredible. Yeah. An incredible movie. Fuck. Phoebe Cates, Carrie Fisher. But it's we're not talking about Drop Dead Fred. We're talking about Bloom and Love, a sophisticated 1970s comedy. Yeah, this dramedy. is a movie for grownups. And I this did is, enjoy it because I'm a grownup. Yeah, the only person who won't enjoy this movie is someone who has the mind of a child. Who plays the new Pokemon game? <laughs> they movie was out. so fucking boring. Were you I playing Pokemon while the movie was absolutely? <laughs> okay. okay, so here's the thing. This was I picked this movie. I'm always grinding. It's, it's yeah. February. We're doing love stories. This is one of the all-time great love stories. This is also no, it's not also a fun movie to talk about. No, it's not a fun movie. Period. <laughs> Instead of j- talking about like, oh, look, Jackie Chan karate kicked a guy and then the guy fell down through a table. <laughs> what? That- what is that? No, go more. Elaborate more on that. You know, there's actual. <laughs> what? Jackie- See, that's in- that's enticing. Oh, man. Instead of Chris Tucker just singing and dancing and <laughs> pretending no. singing and do? dancing are jokes. <laughs> Oh my god, Jamon Lee. Yeah. That's oh, a, that's like, fucking it, funny though. That's an interesting point about I was I was gonna I watched Rush Hour and I was gonna say Chris Tucker. Um he's he he's not saying anything. We're not talking funny. about Rush Hour. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you trying to talk about every Sorry. movie? Sorry. So Adam has no Adam, talent for Bloom for talking for, for like this podcast. Bombing. He's been doing it over a year. Uh, you could have just stopped the sentence that Adam has no talent. So the title, Bloom and Love, <laughs> is a play on the term love and bloom. But the, it stars, a, it's about a character named oh. Stephen Bloom. And he's, you, you probably think this is a boomer movie, but it's not a boomer Bingo. movie. These are a snoozer movie. The silent generation. Nice, Ryan. <laughs> These are like Ryan's killing it. Yeah. Silent generation because I'm silently sleeping when I watch this shit. It's boring, yeah. bro. They're like Don Draper types. You know, they aren't actually the hippies. They're older than the hippies. And what happens is Yeah, they're, they're living the in LA. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But they then they start partying in the sixties and seventies and fucking everything up. This How a old divorce are they lawyer to gets be? divorced. And is sent on a wild sexual odyssey through the streets of LA. I don't know if I don't know if wild there's their premise the, for you. Would be the term. 
Yeah, it's not, it's not the premise. So this guy, George uh, Stephen Bloom, played by George Siegel. He's 39. He's a divorce lawyer. 39, okay. And That's pretty good. You know, he ends up getting divorced than himself. Me at 33. He cheats on his wife with his secretary. Who is the and, hottest? Who is the hottest one? The secretary. Just a side note: the hottest one. He's a good-looking lady. Yeah, how come he didn't hang on to her? We well, had to fire her. Yeah. So after after he poked her, he fired her. So then, um, nice. the tragedy of this character is that after he his wife divorces him, he's more in love with her than ever before, and he can't get over it, and he just needs to be with her, and he becomes con- obsessed and consumed with getting back together and she's totally over it she doesn't like him she doesn't want to see him he's got she's chris christopherson now he's really charming and stuff and cool she, yeah she's dating a young like a cool chris christopherson uh musician guy, guy who's like smokes weed and is chill Has a beard and wears, then, yeah, vest, bl- wears only a vest and then bloom starts growing a beard in response to chris christopherson having a beard mm-hmm. so yeah. the movie's told in flashback where Stephen Bloom's in Venice and he's thinking about his relationship and what happened. And, you know, you see like, it's all out of order. You see flashbacks to when they first met, you see flashbacks. Yeah. Was that a, was from, that a real beard? Well, yeah. Good question. Ugh, God, they should have used a fake one. Damn. He looked like, he looked like a, just a slimmer Zach Galifianakis at the beginning. Yeah. Like a, a more fit, Zach Galifianakis with that beard right at the beginning. Did you recognize George Siegel, Ryan? Have you seen him in anything? No, I well, only know the name. Ryan, hold it before you actually, he was in the Just Shoot Me. He was in the show Just Shoot Me. Okay. Well, so. you know what I wanted to do um, while watching this movie? I really <laughs> wish somebody would have just shot me. But you don't seem. I, I'm getting. I'm picking the eyeballs up a vibe. And I want to survive. I wish I would have survived. Somebody take two di- two separate pistols, shoot me directly in the eyeballs. Oh, that sounds awesome! I never thought of somebody in, getting shot that in way. In the ears, but then surviving. Yeah. Oh, that's what like in the searchers. So then. Oh, in the ears. So, so then your soul and is the eyes. Lost I was thinking, life. yeah, like a, gu- a yeah, gun. That's what I, yeah, that's what I. Yeah, just like that. Yeah. I, I would see that, that, that happen. Really wanted. William and yeah, I could do this, that. I, I was not a fan of this movie, if you guys couldn't tell. Well, you're yeah, so I'm Pokemon picking up a vibe. I started playing picking. I started playing Pokemon. I picked that up about 20 minutes in. Well, let me ask you a question, Ryan. You like? Hey, I'm also Allen? one twisted. T. No. Do you like 70s Woody Allen movies? Ryan hasn't no. seen a Woody. That's, that's no. I really, that's the I most really similar. The most similar vibe oh, to this I, movie is something like Annie Hall. Yeah, it's like an, It's a Woody. It's definitely like a get, movie made in the wake of that. It's at, there, it's was like a, there was like there was like before that yeah there Holy was a scene show. in this movie that That's I can't cool. remember but there's a scene in this movie where he does kind of go off on a little tangent there's multiple scenes where he goes off on tangents and I was like oh this just sounds like a well, fucking Woody yeah well I mean that's cool something dude if it's before any hall that's like yeah it's years before that's huge hall. news yeah so b- Paul Mazursky got. He was an actor originally. He's in the movie as Mr. Hellman, the guy yeah. like with the glasses. He's in Curb um, too. Yeah, he's also in The Sopranos. So he right. was. Damn. A, he's also in Stanley Kubrick's first movie, Fear and Desire. And anyway, oh, he was an actor. He made a big, his big breakout directing movie is uh, Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice, which is about two couples who swing. And that's Elliot Gold. He's in that. It's um, more boomer shit. But they're not boomers. They're older than so boomers. They're silent, silent generation. These are like oh, Roger Sterling God, types. I, I, I wish they'd stay silent. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> I wish they'd just keep their goddamn... I wish they'd live up to turning everything into a pawn about it. Yeah, you're being... <laughs> right. You're, you're boring and you're bombing, so try to be funny and interesting, okay? Uh, that's the same, the same notes I had about this movie. Yeah. Hey, I love hearing you say... Wait, well, I want to say, since you're bringing that up, Ryan, I really appreciate it. Like, this movie is a cool thing. It's like this movie is fun. Uh, it, it's pretty funny in like a understated way, like natural way, and everything. Where uh, you know, it's like I don't know. There's funny lines in it said very dryly and conversationally, but uh, um, but it's also like a movie that is so patient 
with moments and lets things like play out in ways that's like yeah it makes it slow but it's makes it very very nice it's an extremely well-directed movie um there's There's like it's pauses it's extremely understated and it sneaks up on you there's like dolly shots that go like in their house like when she comes home and then sees him having sex with his secretary very woody allen-ish but like in a in a different way that i thought was nice it's well, like they have uh, similar influences in that Woody, is Woody Allen, like his character, like his persona and shit is not in that this at all. So it's like a Woody Allen movie without Woody Allen in it. Because which they're is influenced nice by European films. Need that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Like, like there's an extremely like, well-directed scene oh, where they're um, yeah, driving a, like a, a Volkswagen bug through a parking garage and the camera is like oh, on another so car good. yeah and it's like one long shot and it's like they're talking and yeah there's the three of them are in a vw bug and like chris christopherson suzanne spotch and george siegel and like instead of just putting the camera in there or doing rear projection he makes everything feel very real and like mm-hmm. lived in like whenever they're driving you see them in the car and it's not like it's almost rarely, it's not like attaching the camera to the hood of the car. He's usually in another vehicle shooting them from the outside. And it gives it this really, um, you know, lived in feel like you really feel yeah. like you're in a place at a time. Like they're in Venice, California. But it's a new Hollywood sort of. Yes, exactly. Bob and Carol Terrell, that Alice is a, was a big new Ted and Alice was a big new Hollywood movie. Big William, and yeah, Paul Mazursky influences Woody Allen, he influences a lot of people, Judd Apatow, of course. Um, so he's like a huge influencer of all these pedophiles, (laughs) tight, dude, tight, 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 just rapists and pedophiles, yeah. So (laughs) <laughs> it's a fucking awesome movie i saw this at new beverly so I was, I, it was I a good blind. movie it was a good movie you I'll just, just were like you know you have to be in the zone of like i'm gonna be a grown-up we well, have to be a, like, you have to be an adult you can't be a but baby you don't always want to feel like a gr- wearing your you, diapers you want to be a kid you know <laughs> with your you play animal crossing branded switch your pacifier <laughs> your your you alcoholic your alcoholic sody mm-hmm Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I did. I didn't understand um, the. I was, I was being immature about the guy raping his ex-wife. So, like, if you're Listen, hung, you don't, I, I'm willing. If you're hungover. You you're not going to enjoy too. anything. You know. I'm not hungover. This it's, is one time I wasn't hungover. Grown-ups rape, unfortunately. So, so let's talk kids, about the rape bro. scene because I knew, I knew Ryan would have issues with the rape scene. So I have issues. It's just like, come on. Here's the thing. That's about the, wrong. A lot. That's, the that's way. No, the it's movie. not even. That's I don't. Wrong. I don't think it's wrong. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's wrong. I just think they do a really. They make it look so lame. What are you talking? <laughs> you want to see? <laughs> There's <laughs> a fucking butt badass. Not like. enough. Not enough flair. Okay, yeah. just fucking planking on the ground, bro. Do it if yeah. you're gonna do it. You know what I mean? Wear a mask. Do some cool shit. You want like, some Kama Sutra things going on? some tantric stuff so something that's really interesting about this movie is that if you read the reviews from the 70s um none of the reviews mention the rape scene none of them bring it up none of them say they just say like oh yeah it's a really funny comedy like you can read the roger ebert review the new york times reporter none of them talk about it they're just like yeah it's like a funny smart sophisticated comedy because it wasn't a big deal at the time and then if you read any review today people are so horrified and so aghast it can't even like comprehend how this movie got made how this even exists like well how, the movie, like, in the movie it it is treated like it's kind of not a, a big deal that's not true no okay so here's what happens so he it starts hanging out with chris christopherson and his ex-wife but he's still in love with her and stuff and then he go, goes crazy and then he rapes her and she's well, no, just... being a weasel he's weaseling his way he's weaseling in. his way in he's actually like a funny character like you know he's like a funny kind of narcissistic character and shit so he ends up like raping her and she's like kind of like she's like i'm not moving i'm a stone or whatever she says and she like and then but then after he's done chris christopherson walks in and she goes he raped me and 
he Chris Christopherson punches him. Well, first then, like, Chris, Chris Christopherson asks, he goes, is this true? And then the guy goes, yeah, I raped her. And then oh, yeah, he asks, checks him with the guy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy, what, is, this, is this broad telling the truth? Um, yeah, he and punches he her. And crying. then Chris Christopherson starts crying. But that's like basically the only thing, bad thing that happens to him. And because of that, he gets punched once. And he doesn't that's even have a, like a yeah. black eye or anything. So then he's yeah, he like, does. yeah, he, he, does. Black eye. he oh, does. He does for he, like one scene. And then he goes, yeah. man, it's been like three weeks. My bruise is healed. He tells like, the cool, ca- cool the, way to write around, not have to do that makeup for the rest of the movie. He tells the uh, character played by the director that, that uh, he raped her and the director like, or that, that character is like, he thinks he's oh, man, that's crazy, dude. Like, and then, yeah, he goes, no, he says you're sick. He goes, you're sick, man. Uh, like thinking okay. it's just a, a sick joke. Gotcha, right? gotcha. That's what I read. <laughs> Everything yeah. I'm saying is like you guys say like no no it's actually this I'm like oh uh, you're not as I'm describing I don't know why it's, you, almost, it's almost like you watched a completely different second. movie every then, time we watch a movie and then uh, oh my god and then uh so but then so basically like Chris Christopherson comes yes Get to Chris Christopher Chris Christopherson comes to the, his office and tells him that his wife is pregnant his ex wife is pregnant you're, now you're he's just like, explaining the plot but you don't have a point so anyway well, I do I, but it's like a kind of a convoluted thing my point is that like. Nothing bad happens to him, and he's end, ended ends up like his wife's like his wife takes him back at the end. She's pregnant with his baby, and she's like, I, "I gotta think about this. I need you to go away." So he like has this like fucking. He takes like a free gets like a free trip a to week. Italy after raping, yeah, like a week, and they go back to the honey. It all started. Gets it a free all started. Trip. It all ended where it started uh, in Italy at the same spot where the movie starts on their honeymoon. And she gets wife... fully pregnant and has a child. <laughs> she it's was already months. showing. It's not nine months. months. Have, you, months have gone by. You might have gotten confused with the timeline of like what was happening in the Pokemon game. Maybe the no, like, his beard. Yeah. No, I get it. His beard got bigger too, and it's back where the movie started. Right, he's walking around. But then his it, wife appears. It's the opening and she's scene pregnant. back at the end. It's not a. It's this movie's not great. So I'll <laughs> say this. What I anyway, it's, he gets fucking twice. rewarded. He gets Rog. his wife back after raping, and he gets a trip. To, he, if, he did, if he didn't <laughs> rape, he, he wouldn't be in Italy. All right, Rog. I'm gonna go pee, but I'm I can hear because <laughs> I'm nope, here. Wrong, because Ryan, don't leave. I knew the ending. Yeah, I've yeah. seen the movie multiple times. Okay, so if you know the ending's coming, the wow, movie is it? a lot more interesting because they have all these little. It's set up in the screenplay for all the things in the end to happen like there's an interesting story where george siegel's hanging out with chris christopherson that one day and they're like smoking weed drinking coffee and chris christopherson talks about like oh yeah i went to jail and a buddy of mine went also and he didn't do all right because he got raped and he never recovered and killed himself so they're not they are in this movie rape is a horrible thing Right. Yeah. Totally. They are not treating it like it's nothing. Well, that's, that's man the, rape. But this is what the interesting thing is that a lot of people think like, oh, it's flippant. Oh, the movie's like not taking it seriously. But if you actually watch the movie and know the ending, I think a lot of people are thrown off because the movie does this like, it's literally twisted, you know, in quotes. Like, it seems like a big twist at the end, oh. but there's a couple of other things that are set up. Like before he, right before he rapes his wife, he tells her like, or he asks her like, what do you want? And she goes, I don't know what I want. I don't know why I want the things I want, which I thought was really interesting because that kind of alludes to the ending, like why she would take him back. Maybe she can't explain it, but. Um, I mean, you know, it's like they were. She has agency in love in, or whatever. To, she has like, agency when she makes her decision to take him back. She is not doing it for no reason, or she's. It's like it's not just doing it in a flippant reason. Like no, no, not flippant, but it's strange, you know. It's or it's like of its time. It's a product of its time for sure. And that well, like the thing about not this necessarily. Time, well, the thing about this time is that like there's like the sexual liberation shit, but. You know, it's like when it's not like it's not like really that feminist. Ultimately, it's like women are still treated as objects and things like that. But like sexual liberation, it's like they're almost being like exploited by men at the time. And right, like, they talk about that like in the movie. Power and shit. They talk well, about that in the movie. It's like Marsha Mason says. 
a grown up and I'm talking about it now. Okay. Stop talking. So George Siegel tells her like, Hey, like we used each other, right? He's talking to Marsha. He's talking to, he's talking to Marsha Mason. He's like, we used each other, right? We exploited each other. And she just looks at him like, you're a fucking pig. You totally used me. You didn't give a shit about me. Um, he, of course, with the secretary totally uses her. Um, you know, I think the more I watch this movie, the more I realize like how smart it is. And it's not, it's not an easy movie to um, dismiss. Like you can't just dismiss it outright and be like, oh, I you just, know, I like, did. nothing bad happens to him. Oh, he's rewarded. Because the reason, the thing is his wife says, you know, she's like, she doesn't want to see him ever again. But it's because he wrote letters that she that he wins her back. I will not. I will not say that I don't think the movie is well done and smart. I just think it's boring. Yeah, it but you get out what fuck, you put in, man. and you didn't put anything into it, Ryan. Yeah, you're playing Pokemon, you a game for children. You're playing a video game. <laughs> you gave it twenty minutes. I gave it 20 minutes. Maybe I just don't like this kind of. I didn't no, actually it, like it that personal. much. At the it's personal. Either. It's personal. I didn't like it that I much. Just, the, I didn't. You know. I wasn't a fan of the humor. I was like, it was just, I don't know. Just maybe, I don't. It was, I'm, it, was, it was boring. I don't know how to say it. Hey, listen, I don't know why I like the things I like. Were you raped by your ex husband too? Is that, is that smart? Right? Is that a smart thing to okay, say? No, I, don't, I don't know that. I, I don't know the why. I this think is it's a great thing Adam brought up. Okay. So. One thing I was wondering about Ryan, like, would you, what if Spider-Man raped you? Would you <laughs> still see the new Spider-Man movie? Can you separate well, the art? Okay, so Andrew, Andrew Garfield, okay. Andrew Garfield in his Spider-Man outfit, webs you, rapes so we, so you. And we then Sony, that sounds kind of like it would just become a dream come true. In, in this reality, and is then Spider-Man Sony, real or is quiet. it Andrew Garfield? And then Sony is releasing a new Spider-Man film. So what I'm saying is he's real and there's a movie. So Spider-Man is real. And Andrew Garfield is also playing Spider-Man, but also actually Spider-Man. Well, it's that version of Spider-Man. It's that Peter Parker. This is the dumbest dumbest question I've ever heard you ask. Because if, if I'm worried about if watching a Spider-Man movie after what? being physically and sexually assaulted by said Spider-Man, you and I'm not like more just in Would awe you that it? there's an actual superhero that exists in real life. No, you've known about w- him for like I, six months. You've had time. I, to no, I wouldn't. If it. I would not cave a shit about any movie, I would specifically be trying to get my ducats on a lawsuit against a sexual assault lawsuit against. Spider-Man, Ooh, the superhero. Marvel? Spider-Man doesn't no, have any you, money. You told me Spider-Man's real. So I'd, I'd drag his ass through the dirt, bro. Just like he did with mine. Like, you'd be like Mon- <laughs> Monica Lewinsky to his Bill Clinton. Yes. I'd have books. I'd have podcasts. I'd have TED Talks. I'd yeah. be talking about superheroes. <laughs> Super race- rapists. <laughs> Would you go on the Joe Rogan podcast? Absolutely, dude. He pays like $8 million an episode. <laughs> So, no, I wouldn't have time. So the answer is no, William. I wouldn't go to the new Spider-Man movie. And not because I didn't want to watch it. It's because I didn't have time. I'd be on a press run. I'd be on a... On tour. Jack, okay, Adam. You'd be the villain of the Spider-Man movie. Like a a rape lawsuit that he has to fight. Mm -hmm. No way home. You're the bad. Jackie Chan rapes you, Adam. (laughs) Yeah. You and Rush Hour 4 comes out. Are you you seeing it? (laughs) Oh, damn. (laughs) Like you meet him. It'll be tough. I'll I'll buy a ticket to another movie and sneak. You're in Florida. You're with your family. It's vacation. You're at a resort. Jackie Chad. He's just crying at the the bar with you. Oh my god! So this is like the uh, like the most incredible night of my life. Basically, he gets you drunk. It would not even be rape. He gets you drunk and you black out and you wake up. He Kevin Spacey's me. And you just have a bloody bowel movement he, in the he's morning. just got he's a just chopstick a, up his ass you just have a bloody waterfall <laughs> in the toilet in the morning oh that's it i don't remember 
it at all or like anything in between we have the flashes bar the... yeah flashes of it okay the last thing you remember is jackie chan fully naked over top of you saying i don't want no rubbers i don't yeah. want no rubber <laughs> i want no rubber <laughs> oh man um well and then, he fall, and then he, you see him fall three buck naked. You see him fall through three awnings, three stories of awnings. And then, oh, that'd be awesome. He does a stunt lands, at the end and then lands in your ass. Oh, shit. It'd be fun and to be like, a part of the stunt. And then Adam sees Rush Hour 4, and it's like a stunt in the movie. <laughs> it's like, a, it was just like, like, hey, what the? How they he's he's like there? passed out. <laughs> There's that really good line in Bloom and Love where Chris Christopherson says, like, only Catholics and rapists don't use birth control. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. When he came oh. in and told him. Yeah, and he walks out just immediately. Pulls a full, pours a full glass of whiskey. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Tells oh, him yeah, that they, she's pregnant are, and then is like, guys I'm are leaving. so chill. And yeah, then he's, so no, he, the Bloom's not chill. Rape. Bloom's neurotic narcissistic and something like no, that. No, I Chris mean, everybody seems so dude. chill about the... You, you were dude, saying... You know who Chris Christopherson is, by the way, Ryan? You know yeah, what else he's, he's been in? from this movie. What else? What other movie? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. Alex doesn't older. live here anymore? No, 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 no. no. Shh, don't... We'll let Ryan guess because it'll be really fun for him. Blade? <laughs> so anyway... Um, it's Blade. It's... Remember oh. in... Um, he's uh, a the, the vegetarian West, restaurant? Wexler in Blade. Oh, he plays Blade. That's right. <laughs> yeah. He's Blade's dad. Yeah. You're Adam. You're thinking of the guy from The Walking Dead and Boondock Saints. Yeah. No. Oh. Norman Reedus. He's in Blade too. Anyway, so remember when they go to the vegetarian restaurant? I love this scene. And they get they're like, "Do you want carrot juices?" Mm-hmm. And Marsha Mason's not into it. And it's like that. You get a real sense of L.A. in like the early '70s. Like. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. A couple of you know, just some yucks. Well, it's like there's hippies, but then there's also like LA people trying to get into it and right they're kind of not into it, or it's weird, or like that. Like, remember the waiter? It's like that weird guy with mm-hmm. the beard, like the bon- uh Bonnie Prince Billy guy. Yeah, or like older yeah. though, and like skittier. Yeah. I also love um he decides to go like after he gets divorced to like sleep around. So he goes to like a swingers bar and then he meets this yeah, woman. And then he, he talks, and then he, he sh- and then he's shook head. about the whole swinger situation. His friend tells him to go sport fucking. fucking. It's kind of like a oh, wedding crashers kind of movie a little bit. I, I love that. Yeah. That his therapist said sport fucking. Yeah. yeah. There's that's like funny dialogue that it's, it's not, it's like being funny. You know, he's like, there's a line where he's like, um, fucking what's the guy's bloom's name. Bloom. Stephen Bloom. What's George Siegel. Okay. Siegel. What's, um, uh, what's the guy's name? Bloom. Actor. His name's Bloom. What's his name? Um, his name's Spider-Man. Bloom. Jackie Chan. Um, there's a line where he's Spider like, Jackie Chan. He's like, he's talking about the, the swinger lady. Well, that'd be, he would be a really good spy, Asian. Spider. <laughs> Look how easy it was to distract <laughs> Adam from it. Jackie Chan should be him. Peter Parker is like 60 years Spider-Man. old. Man. He should have been Shang-Chi. That would have been tight. Yeah, maybe 40 um, years ago. I know, it sucks. Damn. <laughs> Isn't Shang-Chi just based things. on Bruce Lee anyway? No. Oh, is it? What? Um, dude, if got- Brandon Lee was alive, I bet you he'd, he'd be Shang-Chi. For real. Maybe. If, if Brandon Lee the was crow? alive, if Brandon Lee survived the crow, he'd die from a speedball accident two years after. Oh, okay. <laughs> him, and Rivers, him and Rivers Phoenix yeah. would be dead on that corner together, right? Maybe he would have, like done like an oklahoma city bombing sort of thing so maybe it's good that he died got shot you know what maybe he would have been like radicalized or and and then done like a terrorist act the same his final words are fired up yeah you know when you you do a bit or you talk about anything on the show it should be related to something in reality or i mean that's a hell of a non-sequitur that's a hell of a tangent (laughs) adam um just, you know why those guys uh, blew up mind. the federal building? Just a little mind experiment. Um, you know why they blew up the federal building in Oklahoma? Why? Because the traffic out there. Are you kidding me? You ever drive well, through Oklahoma? St- I want to blow no. up a building. Right. It was a stunt. Oh, and <laughs> they were filming um, The Protector with Jackie Chan. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
They just they it's used like a little too oopsie. much uh, fertilizer and uh, blew up a federal building. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, oh, they so just he's, but he's they, so used, they just saying, accidentally like, uh, um, hired the Unabomber to do the props. So it, <laughs> it was like you know they're bad. It was on them. Yeah. Bloom is talking to his therapist, and he's like, "I come three times." in one night and i'm still depressed or something like it's like he says there's like frank sexual like conversation because yeah, he dryly kind of dry bloom's funny. now in like a relationship quote unquote with that girl he's not in love they talk no, about how yeah. like they're not in love but she's a other she's another divorced woman marcia mason mom from drop dead fred and um I've never seen okay that. that's the mom sure apparently Bloom uh, is staying at the Chateau Marmont. I mean, imagine being like a divorce lawyer in 1973 in Beverly Hills and you're just rich. It must have been awesome. Yeah. And you're just like, that would be like, the, he probably, in reality, he would have raped like many more women, I feel like, being a guy like that. Only the women he's in love with, Adam. Right. It's like you don't even understand rape, Adam. No, explain it to me, right? You just don't go out and willy-nilly. This takes some time. You got to stalk them. You got to befriend their boyfriend. Elmo? What a cool name. Yeah, his name is Elmo. It is cool. I'm watching a lot of uh, the other Elmo, right? And he's a musician? To see. Out of work. I related to Out of work musician? (laughs) That's what he is. Yeah, but that's what did you think of of his uh, wife's job at the welfare office? This is just getting a lot. It seems interesting. uh, Commentary on social issues. What an interesting couple, though. She she did that and then he was a divorce lawyer. So they just they just exclusively a lot dealt dealt with families, rich families. That seems like such a. The wife yeah. does something that's like kind of more and passion. What an thing. intense day job, though. Remember they got in a big fight, and then he talked about like I give to the right charities. I yeah. do this and that. Yeah, and he's, he's like, he's such a Republican. I mean, he maybe he's yeah, he like doesn't give he, a shit really. She's like crying about stuff yeah, he's a rapist, dude. The, job, the work, and he like all Republicans are racist. But he's like a bad person. I think the movie knows he's like kind of yeah, you know. a really bad person, and um. What else was I going to say uh, about the job and the social work? Oh, um, his his big client is Shelly Winters, which is funny. She's really funny. And yeah, she talking. is good in this. Which one's that? The like, older lady who's like crying and shit. She's oh, getting yeah, divorced. Yeah, yeah. And she wants to like, she like spits on the floor. She's like, man. Yeah, that just, shit like, was funny as fuck. Yeah, what did he say? Funny, uh, what did he say to make her spit? That- moments. That was, trying to make uh, her anybody... feel better about her husband leaving her for a, a younger stewardess. And then the next scene is him cheating on his wife. So I thought that was like really. Um, yeah. Nice little one, two punch. It's funny because it's, it's very ironic because he knows better. I mean, he knows what he's doing is yeah, just the hurting. movie is being funny. He's horrible in yeah. an honest way. And that's what's like refreshing is like, I think the movie would be bad if he. If they try to play it off like maybe it wasn't rape, but like the fact that they yeah. like oh he just they, admits it right away. They sure. say definitively they say what and everyone agrees that it was a rape. I think including the guy, yeah. Hard P. Including the th- guy that did it. Yeah, he was like, Yeah, I did it. Punch yep. me. Mm-hmm. See, I would have done if that situation if it's I would have been in yeah, if I, I would have been in Bloom's situation, and he's and after that happens um homeboy elmo comes in and she's like he raped me and then he asked me and he's like did you rape her uh i would have been like uh yeah and then he goes to punch me and i would have been like yeah hit me again okay that's how you get and that's how you get out of rape because then the guy's gonna be like "Ew, i'm not gonna beat this guy up yeah i get what you're saying that's that's true it's so it's great how she just is disgusted by him too the whole movie and hates him. Yeah, and, and then also she's another so thing artic- he does, she's so articulate respect. about how she hates him too. <laughs> like he even listens in on her in that's therapy, a, which is an extra, oh yeah, that seems a, really funny. 
what, but the other thing is that scene shows how he's violating her. Yeah, it's like before, before the rape. Like he's already totally. he's he's breaking all these like. Yeah. Um, he's literally violating her privacy, and like she, it gets really funny too because he's just like listening in on her in therapy because they go to the same therapist, and then she's like, "I think I I feel him. I I feel outside like he's listening door. outside the crazy. door." He's like, do you want to check? And she's like, yes. And then it cuts to him just like silently, like running away, like scampering off. You know what? It, it's kind of mirrors that that like little side thing that throughout throughout the movie of the Venice stuff where there's like that old ugly guy, like who's like in love with the young, beautiful guy and yeah, like is following quote. them. The Death in the Venice. What? Yeah. What's, movie. That? What's that? It's a movie called Death in Venice. So that's like, a, yeah, can't like a what is crossover. That what are you talking about? That's a reference to that movie. Oh, with oh, the old guy like the and same, the young guy. It's like a characters from that movie. Because I can't. I wrote that down. I was like, I kept seeing the same, and I was like, they either just good? ran out of extras and kept using these two. But is yes. it? Is it? I didn't understand that relationship. Is that old guy he, in no, love with saw, the boy, like, or is the boy yeah. is the boy cuckolding? Because that young boy is with like an older lady that would have been the old guy's wife. No, the old could have been. It was the Am whole I thing tripping? was about how like love, you know, you look and whatever, and love hits you and stuff. Yeah. And it's like so, it, and it shows this old man looking at this young guy. But then, then they he, keep showing it. Yeah, so it's like he's in love with him and it's weird, and he's like following him and stuff, and he's doing this correct, weird. William? It's creepy as fuck. I feel like and it's like a love funny. triangle. Yeah, but like it's not like supposed to be like a sincere love story thing that it's telling no, it's like this I kind of twisted thing a, yeah. which is like uh it's strange because you see it at the beginning of the movie before you kind of know the tone of the movie and what it is what it's doing so it, i bet they it just ran out of and shit. i think it was a budget thing and they ran out of extras so they just yeah. had to keep using those two yeah probably <laughs> yeah so just having the same guys in the background of every shot but they're the, the people like the actors themselves are that guy's in love actually in love with them i think yeah. what he's saying is how that movie i believe that movie's about an old man who's in love with a young, uh, like a teenager. Cool, uh, cool, cool. A fourteen-year-old cool, cool. boy or something. That's and why then, uh, Woody Allen loved this movie. Paul Enough Mazursky. to steal it. But yeah. um, get him right. I don't know what the deal is with the kid. Is he supposed to be in a relationship with that woman? But anyway, oh, yeah. in yeah. the love, it's like. I thought it was his mom. I think it's like. <laughs> He just went to Italy kid, with his mom. You thought that was his mom? No, that's like a. It's like. <laughs> it's like, he's a boy toy, and he's with a he's with an older woman, and then there's an older man who wants him. So. Yeah. Gotcha. Which gotcha. which made uh, me think that it was like a weird, arranged cuckolding situation. The way he looks at him. So what's this death in Venice thing? What is that movie about? Is that good? Is it good? Probably more interesting than Bloom. And hey, Love. it's in the Criterion Collection, so <laughs> it's probably good. I haven't watched it yet. It's Visconti, you know. So it's, it's about what's an old Visconti. Guy you mean wanting a young guy? Lucino Visconti's. Uh, oh, I thought you were using it as like a verb. It's a little Visconti. I was using like an adjective. He's or um, adjective. Yeah, sure. You know, he's <laughs> it's dry. It's smart. not like a comedy. He's old and. His movies look good, but they're um, not enough rape for you. They're not funny. That's what you mean. Yeah, they're not rape. It's not like a funny. <laughs> That's when William says not, funny, not funny. When William says not funny, he means there's not a rape scene in it. Yeah. It's the only thing. He I don't know says. about that. There might be a rape scene in it. <laughs> it just wasn't funny. Let's face it. Probably Italian movies have a lot of rape. So yeah, we should unpack that someday. Well, they're Catholic. Uh, enough said enough said enough said so is there anything we need to talk about anything else funny in this movie we should talk about bring up yes um the scene where he's hooking up with after the divorce and he like tries to call his wife he goes i'm gonna take a shower turns on the shower tries to call his wife that's when he first realizes what's his name Christopherson answers the phone or something and then he hangs yeah. up Elmo and he's like oh no my wife has another man at the house and it's like yeah bro you're divorced and then he walks out and who's the girl that he's hooking up with is this the mom from that other movie you were talking about Marsha Mason from and then she Fred sure 
And then she goes, I you look like you've seen it. You look like you've seen a ghost, right? You know what scene I'm talking about? Yeah. The, he gets the, it. He, the healthy California restaurant. He gets in bed with her and then she starts like nibbling at his neck. And then she goes, your socks are on. And he goes, I think I'm impotent tonight. And I just think that's a really funny sign that like socks on. I wrote some <laughs> so, socks on, cocks off. Socks nice. off, it's a cock toss. That's his signal. When he keeps his socks on and gets into bed, the cock is off. The cock tab is off, you know? Simple setup. Socks on, cocks off. He's, he's not. He's not socks he's, on, cocks off. <laughs> socks on, cocks off. on. Socks. No, socks on, cocks off. Socks off, it's a cock toss. Damn, that's cool. You're just, Dude, you're just trying to rap, man. You got to just start rapping again. <laughs> but that's I did think really it was funny rap. that I did think it was funny that that's his signal for I'm not having sex with you tonight by just sleeping with his socks on. Just Dude, like that sounds like the new little wimp song. That sounds like a new little wimp song. Hell yeah. But so, also, I also I like how he says. I think I'm impotent tonight. Yeah, that's cool. That's Just funny. say, bitch, I ain't in the mood. Oh, it's like a classy way to say it. So you can't get your dick, you know, hard. It was, Sorry, bitch. You know the rules. Socks on. Feeling. Cock off. <laughs> Just confuse her with like this <laughs> elaborate rhyme. What if so, you said, um, trick her. you know, I'm shooting, I'm shooting pull with a rope down there. Oh, nice. That's a good phrase. <laughs> and I like a good fun imagery too. I like pulling pull a rope down there. In that in That's this not, situation, like you're still you're still trying to shoot pool. Yeah. You're trying to also what if you showed up to a billiards club yeah. and you had a and you had a <laughs> and you had a fancy ass. You had a fancy ass, like, you know, one of those. A little, a, pool stick. Box. a little wooden pool stick box. Yeah, 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 yeah. Briefcase. Uh, and you go to open it. It's a tournament. You've been practicing 30 yeah, years yeah. of your life. This is the the tournament. And you go and you un, you do the uh, the double padlocks. It's two locks on it. Like pop you gotta put the code in. Yeah, you got to put the code in. It pops up. It opens and it's just a rope in there. That'd be silly, dude. Tim Robinson could do that sketch. That'd be funny. Yeah. Um, what? But if you think about it, it literally. What? What? <laughs> Who gave me? What? I. Huh? Me? What? I think I should leave. Do you need a pull stick, sir? <laughs> that's the... that's uh, Tim sir. Robinson. He'd just yell about it. Oh. Oh, <laughs> so I'm the guy with the rope pull stick. And you're going to look at me. I think I should. <laughs> and then, like a hot chick comes in. Can you believe? <laughs> and then the rope gets hard. He yells. All he does is. And yell. then the rope oh, right, stiffens right. up. Nice. He's like, I just need um. He's like, he's like, ma'am, can you just pull your top down a little bit? No, do it as Tim Robinson. Like... You got to do it as Tim Robinson. Uh, oh, ma'am. Uh, ma'am. Uh, ma'am. Uh, ma'am. Uh, ma'am. These are interesting, interpre- I'm, different interpretations. I'm sorry. It's like an actor who act, plays the Joker. I came in here to play pool like a normal human. He always starts whisper yelling. Yeah. What if he takes a Viagra and then the pool stick gets hard? The rope. No. That'd be magical. Yeah, he doesn't do. Realism. He doesn't. That's he doesn't work realism. with whimsy. It's more of like a, a Monty Python or a Kids in the Hall kind of sketch. <laughs> All well, right, it's, so it's a true analogy, I think, William, that you hit on. What's the, what's the message of this okay. movie, Blooming Love? What's the moral of the story? What can we take away from it? I got a I got a couple morals. Moral number one: Don't grow a beard if you can't. You're going to turn into a rapist. If you were growing some patchy ass shit, Adam, I'm talking to you. If you're growing some patchy Wait, ass shit. <laughs> you're putting me on blast right now. Like Don't do right. it. It's either that, it's either that or never love anything or anyone ever. What you're if you're a di- beard alpha, Ryan? I think. What if you're divorced and you got a good beard? You want your you wife back. Is there any lesson 
to be learned from this film. Yeah. Never love to begin with. What, what, are you, what are you hinting at, William? I think the message of this movie is that if you love someone, you should rape them and then rape their, write, them, <laughs> write them a bunch of letters. If they don't want you to. Only if, only if you can to, get them pregnant. You if, you're, if it's a Just guaranteed one and done, you can, get, you can knock them up in a unsolicited. I was thinking pulp. about that. Yeah. Like when she's pregnant, reading the letters and kind of falling in love with him again. I was like, I wonder if she only likes him because now she's pregnant and no one wants to be with her. Yeah, and it's hormones. Yeah, true circumstantially. Also, your hormones are out of control when you're pregnant. And Elmo Leaser. Yeah. So. <laughs> Ryan's gone. But. Um, um, yeah, totally. Uh, I, I forgot to mention that I watched this with my wife and she doesn't usually watch our movies because she thinks they're all about rape and shit. But uh, but she was like, so so we watched this one and she really li- like it was liking it and stuff like that as we were watching it, and uh, so like the rape happens and then then the movie ends and I was like, wow, what'd you think or whatever? And she was like, had had just woken up like at the end, so she and she had completely slept through the rape part. She was like, it was good. I liked it. <laughs> and I told her what happened. She was like, what the fuck. It's so, like really hard for anyone. Bathroom at that, like at the wrong time in this movie. You'll uh, you'll miss like an important. Anyone under point. forty or fifty just cannot handle this movie. It's like incomprehensible it's to them. It's like it's so. Um, it makes them so. It, it drives people like so mad what this character does, and it's interesting because like we watched L. You know, people like L, people like happiness. It's that I think I don't think it's uh, self or they don't think it's self aware about it. Well, I think it's a couple. One thing the movie does is like it takes a big left turn with it. Mm. Like it's not that kind of movie. So then it becomes that kind of movie. And I think that's like really off putting for an audience because it's like a huge, drastic change of tone. Yeah, you're having and, fun watching this kind of so, like funny thing. And also, I think um, what's different about L is, you know, George, Peter. I always want to call him Peter Siegel. Like George Siegel is such a, a wormy nerd. He doesn't really have the um, to see a guy like him commit a rape. I think is like really um, off-putting. It's be like if Ben Stiller, yeah, in a, a romantic comedy. At the end of there's something about Mary, he like raped Mary. Yes. And then she ended up with him. I mean, it's like totally, it's so bizarre. It's so unusual, but it's so unique. Like nothing else, no other movie I've ever seen in America goes anywhere near this. Like there's European movies that are similar to this, but they have that art house tone already. They're weird, like they're weird from the get go, or not weird, but like, you know, they're like, pushing boundaries from the beginning so the thing this movie does is like totally unheard of no other paul mazursky movie is even close to this um level of i don't know like of shock like there's nothing this shocking in bob and carol and ted and alice there's nothing like this in doubt and out in beverly hills or perry and tonto (sighs) or whatever like unmarried woman like for a movie that's like I, I this understated to have a big I thing like that shocked, though. though i was pretty shocked i wasn't shocked because because every other movie that william has right, us watch right. has this in it so it's like not shocking and I it's just like opening an it's moment, you know you i'm know? not i'm not being fully you know i'm not being like fully serious about i hate all these movies because of the rape i just think it was boring but it's all it's not that shocking and not that unique even in 1973, no, you're, you're playing movies. No, William is literally sending us movies from 1970. Well, it's a romantic comedy. That's why and it's they different. all had. See, it also wasn't that good of a comedy. I'm not showing an exploitation. I don't think it holds up. I think comedically, it's very funny. Um, I thought I didn't think it was that funny. It's, it's, it's smart. It's for grownups. So is it funny or smart? Grownups like me. Yeah, it's sophisticated. I didn't, and I also didn't. I didn't find the actual so scene, the actual rape scene, that shocking because there wasn't a lot of struggle, and she. They, it was definitely like it's pretty intense it, when it she tells like him five, to get the fuck out of the house, and she's screaming like she's screaming yeah, at him. Yeah. 
for sure. And then he's on top of her and he just like, can get her, her head out. cut it's off. It's really realistic fish tank though. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Damn. I thought it was uh, an incredible scene. It was exhilarating to see this in the movie theater the first time. I was, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And like, there's maybe 10 people in the audience. So that's fun. Sounds like a fun I movie. was jazzed. I was like, this movie rocks. This is one of the, this is, and then when she got back together with him, I mean, it was like standing ovation. No, it wasn't. Hilarious. <laughs> it Sophisticated, brilliant. Never seen anything like it. So, uh, yeah, my rating for this movie is uh, five stars. Perfect film. Oh my five God, banger. Dude, and you couldn't even give Jackie four. I gave, I gave Sufa uh, Drunken oh, Master two four stars, but um, couldn't give Jackie four. Here's the thing I like about the the thing I didn't like about most Rape, of the Jackie Chan dude. movies oh. was <laughs> here's the thing I like about, about this movie. movie. Rape. They don't have yeah, um, we know. strong director points of view. And this movie has, I mean, it's clearly written and directed by an artist who is at the top of his game. I don't think he ever made a movie this good ever again. You know, I haven't seen all of his movies, but they're complicated film. They don't really work as well as this. It's, it's emotionally complicated. Compli- like, like the life of a grown up. Yeah. No, it's complicated like a, a way too long Seinfeld episode that involves rape. Yeah. And less you just, jokes. You just put fun. it on the poster, that baby. Like put it, less put it jokes on the poster. Per minute. Yeah. Um, I give it a five, too. I think. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to give it a four and a half, but honestly, knowing that it came out before Annie Hall is like, I feel like. I mean, yeah, it's it's so good, mind blowing. This is like when Woody Allen's making like Love and Death. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I think like Bananas is. I think uh, the what's that one in the future? Sleeper. That's like seventy two. Back to the seventy two. So like, this is like a Robert Altman kind of movie. You're being a, a real attitude problem this episode. You know, it's just people under like 40 probably won't get this movie because like, they don't uh, they don't understand rape. I'm under 40. I'm not growing up. And now. it's too heady. No, it just doesn't hold up. It's boring. It's slow. It's not that funny. It was probably great in 73. It was probably shocking when you were Describing 10, when you watched it in the movie. But this and like California Split are probably probably George Siegel's best movies, best performances. I mean, he really does play a pathetic person who he was great yeah is like shouldn't be this low like he does a really good job of being a like a rich guy who just falls on hard times and is becomes like a bottom feeder like it was yeah. self-created which in california split he be, he, yeah he pathetic plays a gam- a degenerate gambler who's like really pathetic and rape rapes his ex-wife he just always is that's like in his contract in every movie yeah like how jackie has to touch a woman's breasts and every yeah movie. <laughs> that's his that's his uh double breast block and he really so, does it <laughs> it turned out so this one here's some Rush trivia hours. about this director paul mazursky he made a movie called the tempest with john cassavetes and molly ringwald and molly ringwald came out and said when she was like 15 years old shooting this movie that he like tried to make out with her palm is yeah. okay. nice so i think he <sighs> he probably is a sexual have. predator probably i mean he is a sexual predator yes so. what do you mean probably <laughs> <laughs> he right. might have tried right. he might have raped a woman it wouldn't surprise me honestly. i would okay. yes. yeah you can tell and it probably was something like the, in this movie <laughs> he just planked on her for <laughs> 10 seconds and then nutted yeah you just thought it was a no honestly no he probably didn't rape a woman he probably ra- raped a freaking kid william you got to change your taste bro it's all about marvel okay nobody in marvel is raping kids name one spider-man <laughs> only me i'm not a kid anymore Spider-Man. dude i bet that's happened that would suck would just be like a bummer. 
if, the if you were Hulk. like into spider-man and that happened <laughs> no you're just walking you're taking a shortcut you're just live a in guy new york. in a spider-man no, 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 no. listen 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 you live in new york you're just taking a shortcut through one of these alleys it's a fairly safe neighborhood fairly gentrified neighborhood in brooklyn and you're like god i'm like five minutes late for work so i'm just gonna cut through this alleyway and you cut through and then you just see like a guy clinging to the wall in like a blue and red suit and he's like hey uh you're not doing anything illegal down these alleys are you and you're like what no i'm just running to work and you you keep walking past him quick shuffle and then all of a sudden you hear a little and your hands are tied behind your back and you're like what the fuck and you look back and there's webbing and that now spider-man is just a silhouette and the alleyway uh, slowly walking towards you saying something funny probably looks like your hands are tied and and yeah uh, and then you panic and you start running and then you hear a and then your legs get tied and then you're hog tied your belly down hog tied on the ground like graphic becoming like graphic (laughs) spider-man spider-man and then you're like help help and you look back and spider-man the silhouette's gone you're alone in the alleyway hog tied and then you're like help somebody help and you look yeah. back you're he's not there anymore you're alone and then you look forward guess who is on all fours parallel with the with the ground i am making icon your eyes are like three no, inches no, off no, of no, the no, ground no. here's making eye on. contact with you and he goes i'm gonna rape you and then you're like whoa and then you're right and he's gone well no see what happens is you're you're hung upside down. Who doesn't? And instead of that, I was like, gonna get to kiss, that. I was gonna get to that. Scene. It takes us slow. Oh, yeah. So the kissing scene. He's just, just fucking your face. Up. Oh. You're yeah, just hung he keeps up. going down. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a heart ticket. No, you're upside down. Right, right and he's around. standing straight up. <laughs> okay. And he's just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Turns you around. Just pulled halfway down. No, like, he's just so mumbling. Like, he's like, "You're not gonna." Halfway down his ball. Oh, oh, I'm not good enough to be in the Avengers, am I? Oh, he's, yeah. You he's don't holding think on I both your legs. Oh, Mary Jane. Oh, you think this guy is? He's <laughs> venting about. Yeah. Wow. And all the characters from the Spider Man. <laughs> and then, like that, Luis, Luis Guzman is, is there. He's like, "Oh man, oh what the hell, <laughs> what man? What the fuck?" <laughs> Spider rape. There's a spider rape. Hey, hey, what the fuck? Hey, hey man, just eating a big old slice, an overly, uh, overly large slice of New York pizza. Yeah, walking by. <laughs> and then, like, there's a, like the web goes against, grabs the pizza, and snatches it away. And then while he's banging you, there's just like light flashing all the time, and you and you're like, what the hell is that? And turns out Spider-Man has cameras recording it he's <laughs> taking peter photos. parker yeah oh yeah and, and then for, you're on the daily the bugle news. front page yeah. <laughs> that'd be embarrassing and it wasn't spider-man it was actually uh all a setup to make the public hate spider-man because spider-man oh, would never right. do that oh okay sure 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 yeah so, so see Spider-Man there that's story. a better movie than what we just watched wait what's your rating ryan two two stars Two stars, two out of five, and it got two because it was filmed very nice, very nicely. <laughs> I liked uh, the direction was great. The script, I just, it was just, I didn't like the story, man. It was just like a slice of life between two divorcees. What it, it was boring. Slice of life. Is well, that what it's called? It, so it's a two. If you're playing Pokemon while watching it on your nintendo switch oh my god it would have been a lot lower if i didn't have if i didn't have pokemon it would have been a lot lower star rating did you like it was filmed well i like the actors i thought i there i thought it was funny i was laughing guys hold on hold on do you like in these movies when these nerdy guys try to be like sensitive he wasn't nerdy and he's like sitting on the bed remember when he's sitting on the bed eating fruit with his wife and he's like he has his hand under he's like wearing like a silk robe having like no no talk. it was a full it was a cotton robe he wore the same cotton robe the whole time and yeah all these creepy guys not nice woody allen he's kind is of like, like a horrific at it too like where he like tries to be sensitive panties, though. you know oh i did want to ask i did want to ask adam because you took your honeymoon 
at the same place, right? You went to Italy. We didn't go to Venice. No. Oh, um, was was this movie exactly like how your marriage has been with with your wife? In what way? The rape. Is that how she got pregnant? <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Is that how she got pregnant? Yeah, yeah. So it all it all works out. Adam's just holding her down with his toe shoes. <laughs> his feet. Oh. So do you think that like oh. another movie could have used this kind of ending? A little more sophisticated sophistication. I don't think any movie should use this beginning, middle, or end for anything else. Like, let's move on. This should be like, like how Forrest Gump ends. Like Forrest Gump Not rapes. Bad. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> no, no, the reverse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want him to. I want Lieutenant Dan to throw his body at Forrest with no legs, and he's just like, with no legs, just using yeah. upper arm strength to do it. Lieutenant you Dan, want, you want to see my jumbo shrimp? <laughs> yeah. Then Forrest gets pregnant. What about um, Rush Hour? What about Rush Hour? Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like this movie would have been such a better movie if Chris Tucker played Bloom. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. He's a divorce lawyer and he's like really flashy and crazy. <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, his client's like, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like uh, uh, Josh isn't listening to me anymore. <laughs> Bitch, you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? You boring. <laughs> That's, get less boring. That's my Chris Tucker. That's good. And then he just dances. Well, this was a lot of fun, guys. Imagine if Chris Tucker was Spider-Man. <sighs> no, stop. I, I want to imagine... <laughs> Fuck in your face. <laughs> yeah. I want to imagine... Upside you understand down. the ooze anything other than dick? that in yeah. other than that hour and 50 minutes i just <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? it's like secret of the ooze that's the coolest thing to call call jazz ooze yeah i just uh, the one thing i did take away from this movie is and it's going to be a rule that i am going to live by from here on out socks on cocks off socks off it's a cock toss <laughs> are you reading that off a piece of paper right <laughs> <laughs> okay it really slides off the tongue yes it's cool little wimp check it out everybody little wimp on bank so, so if my bitch gets into my bed and sees i'm wearing socks socks on cocks off bitch yeah she knows it's gonna be one of those nights socks off socks off get your catcher's mitt because it's gonna be a cock toss <laughs> so true and there's definitely gonna be a couple of fly balls if you know what i mean yeah. oh nice yeah so it's real like baseball talk about you talk about ooze just ooze be... <laughs> <clears throat> um okay I gotta go. are you gonna say something <laughs> why do you always Every episode, Adam goes. He thinks um, it's charming. No, oh, I don't. I don't. He can't I've handle silence. Really he just can't handle. He can't handle a minute of silence, because then he's got to think. Yeah, and it's too. Gets scary fast. Want to do that? You know what I mean, guys? All right, let's close this episode out with Adam. With Adam's current thought. Yeah, give us one final. What's your thought. current? What's your current no, thought? No, no. no, the final thought. <laughs> I want to know what's going. Thoughts. I want to know what you're thinking right now. Or your current thought? What's on your mind? Evolve it into a final thought. I was thinking that I want to get into a place where I'm like, anytime I pick something up, I flip it and then catch it instead of just picking it up regularly, like a knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do a or perfect like, flip. Or like a or like a loaded your chocolate. baby. <laughs> your baby. Yeah. You know. I mean, we might evolve to air. that. Let's see. But I flipped them once. I flipped them I once. Like, it was good. Adam's got a one-year-old like child that he's gotta raise. And his biggest concern is I think I need to up my flip game. 
well, it'll, it would just be a cool thing to do if you got really good at it. And it was like a perfect flip every time. Every time you, know you mean? pull the baby out of the crib or out of the no, stroller, no, out of the stroller, it. you just flip it Come over, on. catch it on your shoulder like a hacky Not the sack. baby. No, Not it doesn't baby. harm the baby. It'd be talented if you didn't harm the baby. Yeah, maybe I'll just do that for like, you know, if I really want to wow people. But otherwise. All right. Well, that's the end of our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hey, Bye. if you, if you can, if you can grip it, flip it. <laughs>